Jeff's, Jeff's Wonderland. Yes, welcome yet again to Jeff's Wonderland. I'm Jeff, I'm a musician and a comedian and a singer-songwriter, and I am the host of this here podcast, which is basically all about what's coming out of my tiny mind, or at least what's inside it. Now it's coming out, because I'm here and you're there and you're listening, hopefully. Now, you've all heard the expression, all God's creatures, right? Now, that's a pretty interesting one, because it suggests, to me anyway, that we should love them all equally. Do we? Nah, nah. Now, look, the reality is that we will kill things and possibly eat them if they're not cute enough. Dolphins are cute. I mean, you know, we love dolphins. You never hear people complaining about being annoyed by dolphins or saying like, God, I wish all these dolphins had sod off and let us swim in peace. You don't ever see stuff on CNN about dolphins massacring people or littering or abusing children or robbing banks. So maybe, okay, so dolphins are being loved for what they don't do. And we don't eat dolphins either, do we? But we do eat tuna fish. We've got dolphin safe tuna. So why are the tuna fish getting such a bad deal? I'll tell you why they're getting a bad deal. Because they're not cute enough. I mean, seriously, have you ever seen tuna fish? Yeah, they taste better than they look, believe me. I'll tell you something else that's not cute, and that's flies. Now, not only are flies stupid, have no sense of direction, and not aesthetically pleasing and unhygienic, but they buzz. And the buzzing is the main problem. If flies could just shut up, and not make any noise, I think we'd be about 70% less bothered by them. Okay, I think that's enough about insects, and I think we're gonna go straight into the most popular part of the program thus far. At least 6% more popular than any other part. Yes, of course, I'm talking about theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know, this is what I know. Now this theory begins with an age-old piece of advice, and that is, don't wake up the sleeping dragon. And I'm just being handed a piece of paper on which is written the following. Jeff, of which sleeping dragon do you speak? Well, okay, I'm talking about the sleeping dragon of human curiosity, which is, to my mind, one of the greatest double-edged swords that we're given as a species. And that, of course, raises another question. How can a dragon also be a sword? Hmm. Well, allow me to explain. You see, on the good side of the sword, our insatiable desire to know stuff has taken us to great heights in terms of discoveries, technological developments, and so on. But on the other side, which is the area of relationships, I think curiosity often merely serves to as they say, kill the cat. And one recent technological development designed ostensibly to improve communication is, in my view, actually making it worse and may result in more dead, fluffy pets than ever before. And so here it is. You see, not all that long ago, we were granted the ability to remove sent messages on WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger shortly after sending them. Now, whilst I'm not a big fan of the way Facebook in particular seems to compulsively and unnecessarily keep redesigning itself, this seemed at first to be a really good development. 
And had it been introduced years earlier, it could have saved countless relationships and prevented conflicts because how many times did we used to write and send something to someone in the heat of the moment and then deeply regret having done so shortly afterwards? Uh, lots, I reckon. But, you know, there are two problems with this development. One, you've only got a certain amount of time to delete that message before the other person sees it. And two, and here comes the dragon waker upper, there's an inexplicable telltale notification by which the recipient can see that you've deleted your message to them, which amounts to the social media version of, hey, you know what? No, tell me. Nah, forget it. Right? So the act of message removal has ended up being potentially even more aggravating to the other person than the original message might have been. Thus, Mr Zuckerberg's half-hearted attempt to improve communication by saving us from putting our foot in our mouths has made things even worse. Especially for the cats. This is what I know. Theory time. Yes, that's another edition of Theory Time, and we do like to help. Now, the next segment of the show is Song of the Day, and this is where we take a track off my newly released album, which is called Wherever We Go, There We Are, and you can hear it on Spotify or the streaming services or on Vinyl LP, and you can get that from my website, which is jeffheatley.com. Today, we're going to have a listen, and we're going to dissect just a little bit a song called Never Say Goodbye. No, I can't say how it's gonna be I don't know what you're gonna see It could be There were probably better words to say Than the ones you said today to me Yeah, so you get the sense that it's a relationship song Things aren't quite right Yes We've talked it out before You don't want to talk no more And we know how that feels, don't we? I know You're so afraid to let me in Afraid to let it stop begin again So, yeah, you kind of get the picture. Things are not good and... Uh, Sometimes in life things aren't good, but, you know, we deal with them, we move on. And if you'd like to hear the whole song, of course, check out Spotify. Um, and there's a lot of other songs there as well, and the rest of my new album. We are now going to move into a very special part of the program. And, of course, I'm talking about... Jeff's Thought of the Day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. Yes, welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, earlier I mentioned that the only certainties in life are death and taxes. Well, if you happen to be living in Houston in the United States, it could also be said that there are other certainties in life, such as death and taxis, death and Texas, death and toxins, and so on and so forth. You see? So, hmm, you've got a bit more choice if you live down there. Anyway, I digress. Those two things, i.e. death and taxes, are certain. 
Although maybe not the second one if you're part of an indigenous tribe living in the Kalahari Desert or, you know, deep in the Amazon. But I would like to bring your attention to something that none of us, absolutely none of us can escape in this life. And that is the phenomenon of birthdays. Yes, whether we like it or not, folks, birthdays are part of the human experience. And they are going to be around until the end of human civilization. Here's my thought, though. I reckon we need to start getting a little bit more specific with birthday greetings, starting with what is clearly the most important one of all, and that is the day that you are actually born. Now, this is really the only time that a happy birthday greeting is 100% appropriate, because, well, this is really your birthday. That is the day of your birth. Everything after that is kind of like just an acknowledgement of the anniversary of the day that you started taking up space on the planet. Anyway, birthdays from that point onwards, I think, up until the time you're about 16, should be treated like, you know, little fun occasions involving cake and party hats and balloons and biscuits and games and lots of other kids, a lot of whom you probably don't know because they're the kids of your parents' friends or their cousins you've never met, but you don't care because you're a kid and you've, you know, just got your eye on all the sausage rolls and they've all bought presents and lots of Fanta is on the table and it's a party and a party is a party and that's that. After that, I think birthdays become, you know, an excuse for you and your friends to get drunk, which is all perfectly fine, up until the age of 40. Now, 40 is when you begin to realise that, yes, you are definitely getting older, that things are definitely beginning to head south, and you are probably pretty much halfway through this crazy little thing called life. So, rather than celebrating... It would be more appropriate from that point onwards if people were to, say, bring you birthday cards expressing mild condolences for your special day and gently sympathising with the reality that it's going to be all downhill from there. As for gifts, alcohol would obviously be mostly appropriate given its qualities as a tasty anaesthetic. Now, when you hit 60, all birthday remembrances and observations should be cancelled slash ignored because this has now become something you definitely do not want to be reminded of. That continues until the age of 75. And then things change quite dramatically. The birthday anniversary becomes a real cause for celebration, the gifts, the parties, the get-togethers, and it stays like that for the rest of your life, given that every year you deserve to be richly congratulated for still having a pulse. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. Yes, that was thought of the day. And on that realistic and optimistic and I think very helpful note, that's actually all we've got. For the Wonderland, for another week, people. Thanks again for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Now, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, you can leave a rating or a comment, and you can drop me a line on my website too, which is www.jeffhealy.com, or to my email, which is jeffswonderland at yahoo.com. And, of course, if you haven't already done so, please do hit that subscribe button or the follow button or any button you can find, as long as it's a good button, so you will be notified of the next episode the moment it comes out, which will be next Friday, for those people on Spotify who don't get notifications. But for now, take care until we meet again on the next earth-shattering episode of My Wonderland. Mm -hmm.